Really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker and Mike Young. Hi, Mike. Hi, Kelly. Neil Young has announced plans to take on anyone and everybody who has bootlegged his live performances over the years with, and this is a bit of a twist, his own official line of bootlegs. Well, that's nice. It's always nice when people uh, give the fans what they want, and clearly the fans have wanted specific shows over the course of years that have become popular in the uh, tape trading community. Yeah, he says, uh, I mean, it's all about the quality of the music, not necessarily the bootlegging, although that might have something to do with it. But for him, it's the quality. He says that unlike the illegal versions previously in circulation, his own releases, higher quality, packaged in the artwork created by the bootleggers. I love this, actually. Is he going to be paying them for that artwork that he's stealing? That's a really good question. I mean, it's just a tit-for-tat quid pro quo. (laughs) You stole my music, now I'm going to steal your artwork, water under the bridge. Sure. He says, I'm happy that y'all came down is a bootleg that's been circulating for almost 50 years. He says, um, and I quote, Rubber Dubber, that's a bootlegger, put it out in 1971. The big difference with this official bootleg and many of the official bootleg series, this is coming from our original master tapes. He says, we've ripped off the original art from the bootlegs, as you said, which continues the tradition no expense will be spared the only thing different will be radically better sound from the masters he said his team is going full bore with the project right now he's invited fans to let him know which recordings they'd like to hear he says write to me here with your favorite bootlegs this is on his website we will find them and use the best audio we can locate either from the nyi vaults or from someplace else i like it i like the whole thing top to bottom i like it well neil young loves sound quality He loves to talk about the quality of sound, so this makes sense for him. There's uh, 107 releases listed on the Bootlegpedia website of Neil Young performances. Concert sound desks, recording devices in audience areas have been used to capture these shows over the years. Have you yourself ever uh, purchased a bootleg of a concert? No, I have listened to some on YouTube, but uh, I've never purchased one. I, myself, also like good sound. Into the Music, over in the Exchange District near us, they always get... uh, CD copies of shows from Winnipeg venues. Uh, You'll see them all the time pop up in there, whether it be shows from like the 80s and the 70s to shows that just happened. Okay. So someone has access to the soundboard and is making the CDs, uh, the more recent ones, or has access to files from years past. Yeah. Uh, I bought one one time because it had sentimental value. The first date for me and my wife was Wilco in 2011 at the Burt. So mm-hmm. I bought that when I saw it pop up there. I'm like, I've never listened to it, but I thought this would just be cool to have as, uh, you know, a sentimental piece. You You're know? a romantic fool. Next uh, time you guys fight, eh, you can just whip it out. I'll play it in the background. Remember! Remember! (laughs) So if they're going through, if they're from the soundboard, obviously they're pretty good quality. I would assume so. Again, I haven't listened to it. Fair enough. Okay. You know what? I'm going to listen to it this weekend, and I'm going to report back to you. I assume that if it's through the soundboard, you get a great quality. Sure. And someone has to take the time to actually listen to it and make the adjustments needed. That's the key. If you just got some yollop doing it who doesn't know what he's doing, then you're not going to sound good. I but will not have you sit here and call Rubber Dutter some dollar, okay? I don't think that you got that right. Rubber Dubber. What did Give I the man say? some respect. I think you said Rubber Dutter. Either way. Rubber I mean, Dubber, man. Rubber Dubber. He's a legend. Never heard of him before today. Okay, uh, this is kind of interesting. Again, uh, everybody just trying to... Keep their name out there. And Metallica, as you know, has been struggling over the years to keep their name out. Uh, They're challenging their fans to figure out which is their most beloved track. They've set up a bracket tournament, a la the NCAA March Madness. 
Yeah, and it started yesterday. The uh, first round of voting goes until June 4th, so they're putting uh, matchups on their social media, Instagram, Facebook, every day. There'll be multiple images. You can then use the hashtag, some kind of bracket, to uh, cast your vote. I see what they did there. And uh, they have set up four kind of conferences, like they have in the NCAA, and it's Enter Sandman, Nothing Else Matters, Master of Puppets, and One chosen to be separated in each of these conferences based on their Spotify popularity. So that's how they said. These are the four biggest songs on Spotify. We're going to separate them, see if it comes down to them in the final four. Wow. Even for the monster Metallica fan, no pun intended, I feel like that is a good several minutes of entertainment tops. I think it'll be fun once it gets close to the end and we'll be able to have a little battle, especially in the quarterfinals and the finals, to see, like, okay, this is going to be the definitive best Metallica song ever. <laughs> so we need to see what it, what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing right now that they've really stacked the deck, and rightfully so. I mean, this is a really big song against St. Anger. They put up uh, Disposable Heroes from uh, Master of Puppets okay. uh, against St. Anger in the first round. So hopefully there isn't some campaign to get St. Anger all the way to the finals, one of the worst pieces of recorded music ever created. <laughs> um, but uh, it's fun. It's, I, I like this. It's something different that nobody else is doing. Sure. And, uh, you know, everybody who's a Metallica fan has argued about what their best song is over the years. Yep. So now we'll see if it's going to be stuff pre-Black Album or stuff post-Black Album that reigns supreme. There we have it. So the hashtag is some kind of bracket, and of course it's on the band's social, so you can find it easily there. On to new music, kind of. Well, first of all, it's Rush's 40th anniversary reissue of their 1980 album Permanent Waves. It's finally available on digital today. Yeah, so they've gone, uh, and this one they went a little bit uh, less than they have with some of their past reissues. What I've really liked about their past anniversary editions of albums is they put the original album up, they've put some uh, live tracks along with it and then they get other bands to record the songs that were on those albums so in the past big wreck has done songs and uh, a few other strong acts right. have gone and recorded versions of the songs that appear on those records that's missing from permanent waves they just have the album obviously remastered and then uh, a series of i guess it's a full live concert 12 tracks to the album because the album only has six songs so yeah it's from 1980 the permanent waves tour which makes sense yeah, that, it fits really well yeah. into the... And newly remixed, by the way, by Rush's longtime producer, Terry Brown. I once interviewed Terry Brown uh, here in Winnipeg. It was not about a Rush project, and I desperately wanted to ask him about everything Rush. Did not get a question in about Rush, and I do not remember anything about the interview as a result. I have a friend named Jared Brown, and I met Rush with him once, so that's my connection. Hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess you win. <laughs> um, there is a physical version of this, which you can pre-order right now, uh, two CDs, three LPs if you order the vinyl version comes with a 40 page hardcover book which features a 1200 word essay I don't know if that's a selling point but the word essay kind of brings back haunting school <laughs> memories so, uh, unseen photos reimagined artwork uh, which is super cool there's also single disc versions of these things as well so check that out if you're a Rush fan throw it on and uh, remember that Permanent Waves came out 40 years ago okay now new new music again kind of Tea Party has released a cover of Morrissey's Every Day is Like Sunday I love this song to begin with love the Morrissey version and uh, Jeff Martin does a great job with it uh, I guess they've been doing some covers lately I thought it was a one-off when they did Joy Division's Isolation back in April because of the coronavirus mm -hmm. and that was a nice tie-in with the word isolation mm -hmm. um, now we've got 
every day is like Sunday and the tie-in kind of has fallen apart. So maybe they're just finding songs that they like and recording in their own separate places and then mixing them and mastering them while they're looking for something to do. Because you know, Saints and Sinners ain't happening. That's entirely possible, although we literally have no details about this. So it could have been recorded two years ago as far as we know. It's my best guess. Okay. This is the That's all right. Uh, for my money, I like the more rockin' tea party. You know, I like things. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Shoot me. <laughs> and finally, uh, if you thought that was a little bit down-tempo, how about this? Neil <laughs> Finn, of course, a member of Fleetwood Mac now, but split ends, crowded house. We love Neil Finn here in Winnipeg. Well, he's got help now from his new Fleetwood Mac bandmates, uh, Stevie Nicks and Christine McVie, for his new song, Find Your Way Back Home. Uh, he released the track to benefit the Auckland City Mission in New Zealand, which is where he's from. He's a Kiwi, and that is approaching a century of service for those in need of the area. Finn was talking to the New Zealand Herald about it. He said, quote, there are all these people in all of our lives, I think, that we drift away from. There was a story there that was a connection that I had made, and it just puts it in your backyard. I live in a pretty fortunate situation, and I move in circles that are not in daily contact with homeless people. So it's good to be able to find a pathway in your head to relate to some degree. Yeah, he said he started writing the song while on tour with Fleetwood Mac, and then he asked Christine McVie for help as he struggled to find its form. And, of course, she has one of the greatest voices ever. He said, I guess I had every incentive to make sure that the words were evocative, simple, relatable, truthful, and not crass or messagey. He says, it's easy to be nebulous and abstract. You know who likes to read a lot? Neil Finn, apparently. And uh, I'm quite good at that in my songs generally, so to be direct in a way is a real challenge. Yeah, and if you think about pretty much any lyric in any Crowded House song, you can never figure out what those songs are about. So the title of this one is Find Your Way Back Home. It's like staring at an empty page When the store is gonna have to be I had to cut it off at the Stevie Nicks there. It didn't. It it was jarring. We were related. <laughs> That's. I mean, I appreciate that she helped out with the song, and you know, her name adds a little bit of cachet to it. Uh, it just uh, it's a little bit jarring. I like Christine uh, McVie's part in the song, uh, much like Stevie's, but Christine is really the unsung hero of Fleetwood Mac. Like one of, one of their finest songwriters. Um, if you heard a few years ago, she did a I guess a duo's album, not a solo album, but with Lindsay. It was just called Lindsey Buckingham, Christine McVie, and they put it out an album together. And then mm -hmm. they got they got Mick Fleetwood and John McVie to play on yeah. it as well, every song. So it was a Fleetwood Mac album without Stevie. Exactly. And it's great. Um, you should check it out. But because Stevie's always been the problem, if you ask me. But go ahead. I won't disagree with you. No. 
Now Lindsay's currently Lindsay's the problem. <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, we've got Stevie and Christine and Neil working together on this song. Obviously, it's a song with a message. You mm. want to listen to the lyrics, soak it in. This isn't a toe-tapper by any means, but it's no. for a good cause, so I appreciate that it exists. It's not like a jaunty, crowded house-type song. It does make me want to go home and get in my jammies and lie down for a while. But make sure you donate. And donate. the Auckland and City that, Mission. Yeah. That's the main goal, is Stevie. to help these guys keep doing what they're doing. And that is the Classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.